Isaiah 60 International Podcast, where we equip you to walk in the fullness of your purpose. We pray this message will challenge and encourage you. Welcome, welcome to Isaiah 60, Forerunners of the Light of Jesus Christ. We're here to equip the saints. I am so excited about today's episode. We are going to talk about something that I don't think many of us are aware of, and it's called false burdens. Yes, it's false burdens. Why? Why? We need to get a round of applause for this because there is many times as a Christian in this faith, in this walk, where we are taking on the responsibilities and the burdens of other people. You know, the Bible says that we are to carry our own cross and we're to follow him and carry our own cross. Well, that doesn't mean that we carry the cross of other people. Other people have to learn to carry their cross. And as a leader in the faith, I had to learn that some, well, now that I can see, you know, the difference between the two, some of the the frustrations that I had was because I was carrying other people's crosses. I saw the potential in them and I saw, um, what God wanted to do with them. And then I would go and labor beyond what I was called to labor in. And so when we do those things, we begin to take up things that are not our responsibility. We begin to uh, put this pressure on people that, to be honest with you, we, we there's a certain, there's a good pressure and a bad pressure. Um, but let's talk about that today. You know, in Matthew chapter 11, 28, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Did you know that the word here in heavy, my my study Bible says heavy laden. That word heavy laden, it means someone who is an overload, who has an overburden with ceremony who has like a spiritual anxiety have you do you even know that you are able to have spiritual anxiety can you believe that i i know i just i thought that personally it was my actual ex, like an anxiety personally and then later on i realized that when the spiritual anxiety comes upon me i have to pray it out I have to pray it out. Why? Because I am on overload. And when that begins to happen, I have to pray it out and I have to give it to God. And as I'm doing that in return, he's giving me peace. So I just want to look really quickly at this word ceremony. Okay. It's a form of religious or a public consistency of a number of things performed for that occasion wow okay so we know that there is a consistency of the religion that's actually being uh constantly be performed for a particular occasion okay 
So now we know that Matthew 20, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew verse 11, 28 has nothing to do with these actual false burdens. And I wonder now how many times have I brought in this false burden and called it, you know, a moment of come to me so that I can find rest. And I'm bringing these false burdens that do not belong to me. And here, here is Jesus, you know, soaking me into that, um, hoping that I would wake up and find a reality that these things, these such things did not need to happen. And so it was, you know, just the Holy Spirit began to tell me like, you know, don't pick up false burdens. So somewhere along the line, I've stopped doing that. I've stopped taking on responsibilities that are not mine. When the scripture said that salvation is individual and when the Lord walked me through that a couple of years back he showed me that you know it's it's their business <laughs> it's their responsibility to carry their car their cross and your cross is heavy enough imagine taking on more and I, and I and I had a vision and I was seeing Jesus carry the cross and and how he had to drag it and that's when I knew my cross is heavy enough I will not continue to carry other people's crosses and i'm talking about this was a few years back maybe about eight years ago and um, i was at the altar just praying and, and just crying to god and with everyone's cross on my back my families my husbands my children and god said those are not for you to carry those are not for you to carry and i was so delivered that moment on and i stopped carrying other people's crosses and thank the lord for deliverance amen and so today i want to talk to you about these consequences of carrying false burdens um and i'm going to talk to you about how to identify them um and just you know go through i just want to say one thing uh, before we start the ministry when you are carrying false burdens your ministry does not take or should i say turn people or anyone back to god what happens is that these burdens and responsibilities of other people will get you to to think well you know i have to do these things because i'm christian well, when you start to do that is when you start to take on things that are overloading you and you're no longer yet effective to bring John 10, 10 to the people of God, which is to live life in abundance. And so I'm just going to read you something from an article I found here um, from Mark De Jesus. He has an article called um, The Consequences of False Burden. You can find that up on Google. His name is Mark De Jesus, and you can look it up. And I'm just going to read briefly what he states. False burdens bearing in false burden bearing involves carrying a false responsibility in a relationship to someone. It can often start off with a good intent and healthy motives, but can turn sour where there's no longer an ability to release the cares and the weight of the other person's problem. The false burden barrier loses the ability to release the situation onto the Lord. You see what starts happening? You start travailing and weeping for something 
and you you don't have the ability anymore. You've you've lost your position, your responsibility in where you stand in the lives of these people. So false burden barriers can begin wanting another person's wholeness more than the person even wants to be whole. Did you hear that? A false burden barrier can begin to want wholeness for a person more than the person wants wholeness for themselves. Their lives can begin to revolve around another, another sickness or dysfunction where they find themselves constantly thinking about the problematic person. Meanwhile, the false burden barrier begins to lose who they are and falls into deep trenches of burnout. False burden, burden barrier bearing, false burden bearing can occur with anyone, family member, a friend, someone in ministry, anyone in relationship under this trap if we don't know how to operate in a healthy love. You know, about three years ago, we began to do Keep Your Love On with Danny Silk. And I cannot tell you that when we were taking this uh, weekly teaching, it was teaching us so many different things. And it was number one, teaching you how to operate out of a healthy love boundary. That's right. There's a healthy love boundary. Okay, let me just clarify something really quick. Um, in ministry, we are family. We are always family. Doors are always open. But if that door is constantly being opened on a consistent basis, and it's almost like it's, uh, it's almost like it's a it's like wasting time or, um, or just like you know, just becoming a burden, pretty much. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's like. It's like you're, you know, it becomes an idleness. It becomes a vanity. It becomes something that is not productive. So, as a ministry, in ministry, we are family. Absolutely, we spend a lot of time with each other, and that is great because we love just sharpening one another. But then there's the work. You know, there's a moment where I have to press in on the Lord, and I need to do that. There's a moment of I have to have my personal studies with the Lord because I need to have a devoted life to to Christ. There's that moment where I need to do things for my children and it requires me and me alone. And then there's moments where, you know, in marriage, I have to do the marriage thing. And that requires time with me and me alone. And so these are all opportunities in these times in our life to be able to minister to our own family. So, yeah, we're in ministry all in this together. But at the same time, there is that core. There's that core that you have on a consistent basis that you have to give your time to so that the ministry of Jesus Christ can flow in and consistently be flowing in into your family. You know, the last thing they want to feel like if there's a like if they're a burden to you when they want to talk to you, when they want to watch a movie with you, they don't want to feel like my children don't want to come in, you know, it, then they'll do it, you know. Uh, they'll come in and say, "Mom, I don't mean. To, are you busy? I don't mean to bother you." And I'm like, "You're not bothering me. You're my children." You know, like you have more right 
than anyone else in my life to come in here and have conversations with me. I don't care what I'm doing, unless it's really something that I'm like really using my mind for. If those are, those are cases, then I lock my door because I really need to get this done. Then once I'm done, you know, I have time for that. And I try to do those things when they're not around. Because what I really want is to give them that time where they understand that, wow, Christ is love. Christ does care. And there is that desire to want to serve him because they're seeing a relationship and not a religion aspect of it. So we have to be mindful to our own family um, when we're doing ministry. Because these false burdens, they can come in and they can really weigh down on your family, on your on your marriage, on your children, any anyone who's in your court, it can weigh us down. And we have to guard, guard, guard what God has given us. And so um, here's some of the woes of that false burden bearing. Number one, instead of properly helping others carry their burden, you actually do all the carrying for them. Whoa, I'm telling you, it is heavy. It is heavy up in here. When you start carrying other people's crosses, you will suck your own life out of yourself. You cannot and should not be carrying other people's crosses. I am sorry. I'm not looking for a project. I am looking for a disciple in Jesus Christ. So do not and try not to try to pick up someone's cross. You're there. All of us are here to disciple, to encourage, to uplift, to get people on the right track, but it is up to them to stay on track. Number two, what you give out is followed up with a demand for more it's followed up for, okay, so what you give out is followed up with a demand for more from you that never ends. <clears throat> what are they saying? They're saying that once you give the advice, once you give the layout, once you give the pattern, there is a follow up that comes behind it where they're demanding more of you and that demanding never ends. It's like, it's one thing to want to learn and be a student where you're constantly, you know, hungry for the word of God. And yes, that is an area where it's always on demand, but there's that moment when you're mentoring your disciples and they're, you know, they're, you give them the follow-up, you give them what they need to do. You give them the tools and they come back demanding more of you in that same area. No. We are looking for breakthrough people. We are looking for a John 10, 10 audience. Like we want a life and life in abundance. And I'm talking about full freedom in Jesus Christ. You know, we are always going to go up and down a mountain, but that mountain, as the Bible says, if you have faith shall be removed. So therefore there's no need for us to keep going back around the mountain. You demanding more of us to be so that you can keep, uh, just kind of like 
you know, it's like keeping a kite in the sky. You're, you're, you're just like holding on to the string and, and fiddling. And, you know, you can't allow people in ministry to do that to you. You cannot. You have to have a boundary. You are not a kite to be fiddled with. You are a leader who is leading people to the heart of Christ and then equipping them to do the work of the ministry. The third thing is you end up wanting people's freedom more than you do, more than they do. This paves the way for the classic false burden bearing. When, the, when this occurs far too long, you end up with a codependency. Oh, not the codependency people, please. You know what that codependency is usually in, it like mostly found in people who have like addictions? Right. So codependency, it's like now they're, they're like now you're their crutch. Now you're their wheelchair. You know, now you're the one that has to carry them around. No, it says you are the one that is ending up wanting more freedom for them than they actually want it for themselves. And so therefore you start becoming a codependent. Oh, you do not want to be a codependent for a person, anyone, not even your children. They, you know, a certain age, you know, you carry them, but then after a certain age, they need to start learning to carry themselves. Okay. Because codependency is a behavioral condition. It's when one enables a person, you're enabling that person to be an addict. You're enabling that person to stay in their poor mental health. You're enabling that person to stay immature. You're enabling that person to never have responsibilities. This is a bad case of behavior. It's unhealthy. It's an unhealthy behavior. And we are not unhealthy people. And so therefore we cannot be someone's codependent. The fourth thing, you lose sight of who God really wants. I'm sorry. You lose sight of who God really wants you to help and focus on. Oh, can we get, can we, is there a bomb around here? Okay. That's good enough. Why? Because lightning bolts crack it in half. God open up the foundation of truth. When I have seen this so often, so often in ministry that they get so consumed with the people that they're discipling that they end up losing sight of who God has placed there to, to, for you to really help and focus on. And so you start ditching out all this unnecessary, uh, you know, all this unnecessary stuff, all this unnecessary time, all this unnecessary responsibilities, all these burdens that are not even yours. That's why you are overwhelmed. You are feeling sucked up and dry because you are being sucked into a codependency behavior. Uh, number five, you become totally immersed in guilt and ridden life. Well, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Aren't we supposed to be the ones that, you know, they wipe their feet on? Isn't that what God called us to? Oh, stop. Read your Bible. The Bible does not say that we are to be the carpet. The, Bi the Bible does not say that we are to take up other people's burdens. The Bible does not say we don't carry other people's cross. It never states that. The Bible speaks to us individually and then tells the leaders what is required of the leader to be able to lead. And so therefore, and, and if you are following the ways of the word, 
Just notice that I said the ways of the word, not world. If you're following the ways of the word, then you will find that your lifestyle is so effective to be able to lead people. Um, the sixth thing, you do things out of feeling sorry for someone and not true compassion. Oh, mic drop. Okay, my drop because God has spoken to me about two months back about the compassion of Christ. The compassion of Christ is lost. And I don't I don't feel sorry for the person. I need to feel the compassion of Christ for that person. And we have distorted this feeling. We have made this feeling out of pity and not out of love. Out of pity. You don't pity the fool. You remember that from A-teams? Oh gosh, I just gave out my age. We don't pity them. That was Mr. T. We don't pity the fool. We don't pity them. We have to have the true compassion of Jesus Christ. And we have to really feel moved by the compassion of Jesus Christ. And if you're pitying somebody, heart check, heart check, check yourself out. Because you should not be feeling pity for people. You should be moved by the compassion of Christ. Pity is for the fool. Uh, seventh, over time, you will become bitter over your lot in life. You, over time, you'll become bitter. Bitter in your, in your life, bitter in your marriage, bitter in your family, bitter in your ministry, just bitter towards God. You know, false burden to fall into such a deception it manipulates you to carry things that you're not supposed to carry and you're so you're 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 supposed to operate out of a place of excellence not out of a place of false burden carrying and so i just thought that i share this with you today and get you to actually do a heart check am i carrying other people's cross have i become a codependency to someone else Listen, they don't have to be addicted. To, they don't have to be an addict. Uh, they don't have to be on drugs to be an addict. It, do you hear me? Like, you don't have to be on drugs to be an addict. You can be addicted to shopping. You can be addictive to, you know, just spending. You can have any form of addiction. It is addiction. And so, therefore, you we have to check ourselves. Are we becoming a person that is a codependent? Are we codependency somewhere? And one of the, the, you know, places we need to check ourselves, if any of you are in ministry, then you need to make sure you're guarding your heart and that you're not carrying up false burdens that do not belong to you. Now, that does not mean we don't pray for our sheep. That doesn't mean we don't pray for our disciples. We continue to pray in those areas of their life. Absolutely. But if there is a need of a breakthrough, you cannot bring them that breakthrough. See, I was reading into this and I started to realize, are we in, are we taking up the position of the Holy Spirit? Are we trying to be the Holy Spirit for someone else's life? Because we can never be that. That can never happen. So with that being said, we have to give ourselves a self-evaluation, check to see our areas of our life. If we're feeling like there's a heaviness uh, uh, laden upon us and we don't know what exactly could be sucking the life out of us, then we need to do a hard check and make sure that we are not living through a place of false carrying and false responsibilities. 
We need to be healthy people that are actually leading their 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 disciples discipleship in a healthy place, from a healthy place in our heart, from out of the true love of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus loves us. He already paid the, the price on the cross for us. So there's no need to carry the cross. All we need to do is carry our own cross and make sure that that cross is before the Lord on a daily basis. And so don't don't try to be a people pleaser. You know, don't be a people pleaser. You, you, some people are, you listen, some things you're going to have to tell people and they're not going to like it. And they might not end up liking you either, but you still have to do it. You know, Jesus was a, was a not, you know, he didn't people please. He loved people, but he confronted what he needed to confront. And so I'm going to do a, I want to look forward to doing some Jesus habits and kind of walk through some of the habits of discipline that Jesus had when he was here on earth and kind of help each other out on just some of these habits he had and discipline and his life here on earth, I think that we're going to find some light in a lot of things. And so I think that this is it for today, guys. I hope that this encourages you. And if you think that you have been doing this false burden carrying, then I would advise just to look up a few things online, see what you can find, see what can help you to identify areas in your life that you're doing this, and then just, re, you know, give it up repent you know to that false burden carrying and just say lord i did not know he knows and just start from fresh right there and move forward and draw a line draw a line in the sand uh i've just been hearing that lately just draw a line in the sand and so you you'll know like when you draw a line this is what can come this way this what can, this is what can cross my line and this is the things that are on the outside of the line that cannot cross. And so I just, you know, feel like we need to start just for the sake of truth. We need to start building up some boundaries, healthy ones, so that um, we can we can better filter out the works of the enemy. That's, that's what I, you know, to have a better discernment of where the enemy's working at. Sometimes we have to push back certain things so we can actually see the clear picture. Amen. So I, I am so pumped about this. I'm excited that the Lord reveals all things. And I just want to pray. Father, glorious Father, full of majesty. How amazing are you, Lord, that I have no words to even define your beauty, to define your nature. You just are who you are. And God, we honor you. We glorify your name. Lord, and I thank you that you are leading us. I thank you, God, that you are putting things in order as usual. Lord, I thank you for eyes that I cannot see. Eyes that can see beyond things that I can see. Lord, I thank you for wisdom. I thank you, Lord, for your counsel. I thank you, Lord, that you're so 
constantly making sure that your sheep are attended to. And so God, I just thank you. I just want to thank you for this wisdom. I just want to thank you for breaking off false burdens, false responsibility. And Lord, I pray for those who hear right now, God, that if they've picked up false burdens and false responsibilities in their life, God, that you would shed light to it, shed light into it so that they may see where, with whom, and how, and what not to do. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, we just, we just, we're just in awe with who you are. Because you are so quick to save. You're so quick to save us, God. Even though you've paid the price on the cross and it was a full salvation, but you are constantly, every day, rescuing us from the things of this world. And I thank you, Lord, that in Matthew 11, it says that when we are truly burdened with things of this world, that we can come and find rest in you. And I just want to thank you for those moments, God, that I have come to your feet with things, with false responsibilities and false burdens and still, and yet you loved me through it. I just want to thank you for that. And so, Lord, those who are listening, God, that you would touch their hearts and you would touch their minds and you would put together the things that are crooked and make them straight in this season and that their ministry, Lord, will grow in a place of healthiness and above all, that it will grow in love and that their families will grow from a place of healthiness and above all, they'll grow in love. And Lord, I just bless each and every one that is listening, each and every one that finds this podcast, that they would be blessed upon blessing upon blessings for many generations of their line, God. That their children will be blessed, that their families will be blessed, that their work will be blessed, that their lives will be truly blessed, a true sign of the glorified King to the eyes of many. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you. I bless you. And if you want to follow us, you can find us now on Anchor. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts. We are on so many platforms, guys. You can't miss it. So if you have your regular uh, podcast, um, what do you call that, app, you'll find us there. Just type in Isaiah 60 and it should come up. Um, also, if you ever feel like you feel the need to want to sow, go to www.isaiah60.org. That's our website, www.isaiah60.org. God bless you until we see each other again. Amen.